podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomTheGiants.com. Today is Tuesday, the 26th of September, 2023. Thanks, Davey. My name is Patrick Smith. Uh, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. You can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a load of your normal podcast providers. On this week's show, four points from four that were on offer to the Belfast Giants, and they picked them all up as they put 10 goals past the Stars in Cup action. Uh, let's take a look at those. Uh, Johnny Curran is a new face in the Giants locker room. We'll speak to the former Blaze top scorer and ask him your questions. We'll also be joined. It's his birthday today. Kohei Sato didn't play at the weekend, but he isn't suspended from this show. He will be joining us very shortly. Simon's had a chat with Quinn Preston and Adam Keefe down at training. Uh, we'll have a little bit of a look around the league to see how the season has opened. And ahead of the visit to Glasgow, we'll be joined by a new head coach of the clan, Jason Morgan. Mr. Majemsey, you keep him well. Good evening, Patrick. I'm not too bad. The hearing came back after last week. Remember, I had no hearing. Oh, yeah. It came back. It came back. back. bad now, but came back the next morning, woke up, got here again. It was all good. You a bit of wax? Is that what it was? No. Was a bit of wax for so. it? No. Never no. find anything anyway. But Fair enough. Say so, how you doing, mate? I'm okay, Patrick. I can hear it fine. Good, good. Good to see you. I saw you briefly at the weekend, but uh, and I thought... Um, my, my, my favorite cool commentator did a great job in Marty. Oh, Very you good. know what? I, I, I actually forgot to say to him, it was funny. We, Marty, he said to me, uh, David, you were listening in on Friday night, weren't you? Of course. Uh, he said, um, he says, I gave him my second favorite commentator, or sorry, the second favorite guy on, on a view from the bridge. And I said, oh, thanks, Marty. And he says, Patrick's my first. <laughs> That's my man. I don't have a third. Yeah, we too. I have to apologise to him. I sort of was like, I Says. sort of flying out the door, and I sort of gave him a big pat in the back. Said, "I've got to go, but good to see you." So I'll catch up with him again soon. With, with that in mind, Andrew Dixon's my second favourite Belfast Giants commentator now. So <laughs> you got you got Sizz's back, mate. That's good. You, you know That's who good. number one is, Sam. <laughs> Martin, keep on forgetting. <laughs> right, gents. Before one, that's my number one down there. Before we uh, before we get stuck into um, the, the games, there was a bit of news that happened before the games took part and for, took place. And first, first of all, sadly, Elijah Barriga has been sidelined for the season through a serious injury that will require surgery. Um, listen, you know, he had a great season uh, at Dundee, uh, so much so that the Belfast Giants are only happy, you know, through Jeff Mason, his coach there, to bring him over here for that. To end tragically in this way for him and, and not be able to play says is just you know it's heartbreaking really. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, we keep forgetting. I mean, likes these players that come in here. He's only twenty six years of age. It's his first major injury that he's had. It's only his second year pro. Um, so it is a you know it's for him himself. It's it's absolutely devastating. It's you know he, he, you know it's it's a bad injury. Um, it's it's going to take him 
quite a while to, to come back from from the conversations that we've had with him. He's going to, you know, give it his all. He's had a scan already. He's had, he's seen a specialist and um, things are progressing really nicely. So hopefully, uh, I know his brother's coming over. Uh, I think it's the 4th or 5th of October uh, for a few weeks. So that'll keep him company while he's um, getting back on his feet again. But uh, he's a, he's one of the nicest kids we've had around the team in a long, long time. Just no words and graces about him. Just gets, you know, gets on what he was doing. Um, and in the first three weeks that I've seen him here, uh, I realized, I, to be honest, I don't think he, I don't think I realized last year how good a player he actually is uh, when I was watching him playing for Dundee because it's not really, we only see them, you know, probably six or seven times. And during that six or seven times, I only watched their highlights the week before we actually play them. Um, but he is a really, really good player. And hopefully we can get something done to get him back next year. Um, you know, Steve and Adam are, are chatting with him. Hopefully, um, you know, the, the time comes, he gets back to fitness and he gets back again. You know what? If he can get back for the end of the season, that'd be absolutely fantastic. But um, we'll wait and see where we come to. But really, really good lad. Unfortunately for him that he's picked up the injury. Um, and hopefully, hopefully he works his tail off to get back ASAP. Davey, a few words from you before we move on. Listen, um, just wish him wish him really well. Um, he's, he's, I suppose, he, uh, to an extent, Simon, he might have a little bit of Josh Roach to bounce off just about, you know, the process mm-hmm. of going through something what, somewhat of a similar injury. You could <clears> tell <throat> when it happened that it wasn't it wasn't going to be a good outcome. You just know, David. You, you mean, you're you, watching... You I was in the, obviously in the arena. You were watching on TV. You just know when a guy's hurt. Hockey players aren't like footballers that don't lie down unless they're hurt. Um, and you just knew straight away that, that the kid was was in pain. So, uh, no, you're absolutely right. We obviously, on the on the following podcast, not, not trying to hide any news, but the, the, the scans and the results and all weren't out, but we knew it wasn't going to be good. And, you know, it was not our place to, to put that information into the public domain. But, unfortunately, it's, it's a season ender. I'm not going to say it's a test of character, but it's going to be a difficult winter rehabbing a lot of times on your own, late nights in the gym, early mornings gym, doing a lot of this stuff on your own. And it's a test of what you've got upstairs. And I think this guy will pass with absolute flying colours. And you know what? Let's not say we'll not see him on a Belfast Giants jersey, you know. And, you know, just wish him all the very best in his recovery. I've spoke to Simon about a couple of ideas. We'll, we'll bat them about later on in the season. But, um, you know, just for now, rest get ready for whatever's coming down the road here and just wish you all the very, very best coming back. Here, here. Um, very, yeah, we do wish him so well in coming back and hopefully the surgery goes well. Um, Johnny Curran uh, has come in centre. Last, last season's top scorer for the Coventry Blaze. He spent three seasons there. And he joined, it was immediately into action. Just played 10 minutes on Friday night, but we'll speak to him later on and we'll have a bit more chat a bit more chat about that. Um, okay, let's look at the games that took place this weekend. We'll start with that 4-1 win on Friday at home, the first Challenge Cup game of the season for the Belfast Giants against the Dundee Stars. Four goals for the Belfast Giants come from Cooper, Nazarian Long and Quinn Preston. Uh, Johnny Walker was the only score for the Dundee Stars. In nets, Tyler Beskarowani faced 15 shots, conceded one goal. The other side, Kevin Carr, 44 shots, three goals, and Andy Dalton and Vitas Lukasiewicz. I'd never say that right. It's not bad. Lukasiewicz. 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 Were your two referees. Um, 
a slowish start, Davy, in in a in a game that was. I don't want to say it was nondescript. I, I enjoyed. It. I was there and I enjoyed it, but it was. It, you know, it sort of puttered along at times. I'm not sure slow to start is as far as both teams went at it to start. They're feeling each other out more than either were slow as such. There, you know, there was opportunities. Some great goaltending at both ends of the ice kept the score level. You know, going in that second period, I think once we got one behind Carr and the game had to open up a wee bit. Maybe even the second more more so on the power play when at that stage Dundee have to become a little bit more expansive the right of the game if they don't then the ice tilted and I think we, we really took control of the game at that stage so I don't think it's fair to say well maybe Simon I'll completely disagree with you I don't think it was a particularly slow start I think it was KJ maybe a better way mm-hmm. of putting it first night of the season yes, that's they're coming in term. with a lot they've, they've got a lot of energy they're going first night of the, the domestic season we've obviously came off a number of games and big home opener if you like I know we've played other games at home in the CHL but the home opener in terms of Domestic and you know you want to make sure you, you look after your back end first and then you go and score the goals and that's lovely tip in there from from Coops out of mid hour those are things that the guys Simon will tell you practiced all the time you know that they, those things don't happen by accident they've been practicing them for ten years fifteen years right through your career who who were we talking about who were we talking to the other week say their coach just used to toss them pucks and at the end of practice who was it it's on the podcast. I, mean, I don't know what happened earlier today, never mind the podcast. Well, we were talking to somebody on the podcast the other week, Simon, they were saying at the end of practice, a coach yeah. would just throw him pucks and he would just stand and bat and bat and bat until he got them. Uh, Aaron, is that right? Was it Ara? Um, yeah. Because he had had a tip in similar earlier in the season, a, a sort of baseball yep. shot out of it. And this is, you know, really lovely play. Oh, yes. You know, um, on the par play from the Belfast Giants. That's not it. That's the one longer comes in at the right hand point and, and slaps the sort of. And he had two or three of those. And I think he said in an interview, was, you says, I don't know if the interview's coming up, Paddy, but they talked about a pre scout and Kevin Carr about how aggressive a goalie is, 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 you know, tips of his skater right in the top of the blue paint. So if you can get him out at the top of the blue paint and then, then shoot that pass across the Royal Road, then you've hopefully got a couple of empty nets, which which was the case on the Saturday night. But I thought once once we got, especially the second goal in the power play, as I said, I thought the ice tilted and we were able to go on there as the pass there. Bang, bang, back door. Boom. As you do. And, uh, you know, I think we went on and won the game fairly comfortably from that position. We, we, earned, if, the right, we earned the right to go and win that game. I think that's what happened through the first sort of 30 minutes of the game. Yeah, I think we grew into it. And certainly I thought in the third period, we more or less not sat back a bit, but we controlled. We definitely controlled the game in the third period. Fifteen shots on Tyler Beskarani. We'll come to. I know that uh, um, Saturday's game against Dundee had its own sort of restriction, and and we really held it off in the second and third period. We'll come to that. But the, the whole fifteen shots to Dundee is is a good way to start this. Yeah, defensively, you know, we looked strong, and I, th- I just thought that. The start of the game on Saturday, I know I don't want to spend too much time on it. There was opportunities to both ends. Mm. Car played actually car played really well on Friday night. Um, it, the score could have been much much more. I thought we had a, a lot of chances which we didn't execute on. Um, I mean, this is a really good goal by Dryden Die thrown out front and a good follow up from the guy Johnny Walker. But I mean, when you look at four chances around the net there, um, Beskarwani. They could have threw a blanket over Adam. Wouldn't have been happy with that because were, guys were just puck watching and um, and you know to cough that one up to get it back to two one uh, right at the end of the second period was you know it, it can give teams life 
And I just thought we, and when we started the third period, I thought we controlled it. I don't think they had very many chances at all. Uh, I know they're at a power play. I think they're a power play on one chance, but um, I don't think they had too many glaring opportunities. And, and Besco did what he, he had to do to make sure that we, we won the game. And uh, there was a couple of really guys, really get, sorry, there was a couple of guys that really stood out for me. Quinn Preston, I said it from the yep. first time he came in, but I've seen him at the start of the season. This kid's unreal. He really yep. is. Um, I, I genuinely think he's going to be one of the best players in the league this year. And that combination with Nazarian, uh, Preston and, and Princey um, combines really well. Kieran Long was really good on, on Friday night. And I said that because the game I thought was probably one of his, the best games he's played for Belfast um, since Man he came in here. Performance. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was thoroughly deserved. And I mean, uh, even at the chance, it was a great finish for that goal. But just after that, he tried to set up Matt McLeod right in front of that. And Matt just didn't read it. Um, then yeah, I'm yeah. stick on the ice, and, and you know, again, we're talking about there could be more goals, but the bottom line is, look, Dundee are going to beat teams this year. They're you know, it's important to get off to a really good start. The, the history books isn't going to turn around and say, I mean, David does the stats obviously, but it's not going to turn around and say, um, you know, uh, it was just a really slow start to the game, blah 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 blah. Uh, on the chance 1 4 1, that's what it's going to say. It's going to be 4 1 score now, so it doesn't matter how you how you win them, but the yeah. bottom line is the two points and you got the job done absolutely um highlights of this game as you can see are from our good friends at belfast giants tv um let's move on gents and have a look at the game that took place the very next night we went over to tayside to dundee ice arena to face the dundee stars once more and despite maybe so you maybe you'll agree with me it was a slow start in this case daily but it's not a slow start giants did run out 6-2 rinaldi and harms were the two goals for the dundee stars an immediate uh, timeout from a very visibly angry uh, adam keith well it only took less of 16 seconds before uh, following that timeout before our nazarian made it uh two one it's a two one game we're playing great ben lake got a power play goal jacob friend uh, Quinn Preston scored two, and Daniel Tedesco rounded out the 6-2 win. 17 shots in Tyler Beskarwani, two goals scored. Kevin Carr, the other side, 27 shots, six goals against. Uh, and I haven't checked who the referees were. Let's have a look. The referees Toby, were... Toby Craig. Was Toby Craig and Graham Roger. Graham Roger. There you go. Um, the tracking. What was our expected goals for this? Uh, well, there you go. 2.3 expected goals against 1.5. <laughs> Says... Um, after what was you know two goals, two quick goals from the Dundee Stars, you know less than just a minute and a half between them, the Giants had to respond. They responded quickly. I I would like to go back, and I don't know if Davy's got the stats, but I would like to see how many shots they actually had before this. Um, we took the timeout um, because I know that in the second and third period we absolutely dominated them. They had mm-hmm. five shots in the last forty minutes. Um, we just took over the game after Adam called timeout. You see how visibly annoyed he was with the start. You know, there, there it is there. And and anybody that would have been sitting behind him on that bench um, up in the crowd would have heard exactly what he's saying because it's a really tight arena. Um, it obviously, you know, it, it obviously made the impact that it did because we came out and scored within 16 seconds. Aaron Nazarian again getting another goal for the weekend. Um, it's Dundee are very, very physical. That big lad, McKay. Um, you know, he's a he certainly is a big unit, and so Sean Allen, they like throwing their body about. Um, but I fancy our chances against them this year. If they're just gonna, 
you know, keep on trying to hit us. We'll just need to skate around them. And that's exactly what they ended up doing on Saturday evening. Um, really dominant performance after the first six minutes. Uh, just took over the game. Uh, we scored some nice, good goals again. Quinn Preston got a couple off them. Uh, you know, he stripped a, a guy of the puck. Did you see the, I think it said that we clipped to his there on the WhatsApp group where he danced in between Sean Allen and, and another Sean Allen ended up hitting his own player. Yeah, the, the kids nearly scored the nearly hat trick goal with that. It was an nearly absolute beauty goal. of a move. Ah, he's the kids unreal. But again, he can't do that without his teammates and and, nope. and them doing what they're doing as well. Besco didn't have anything to do, obviously, in the last 40 minutes. So uh, it's important uh, that, again, you know, when we, we... I don't like saying that we haven't really clicked yet, but and sticks goals is, is you know, it's, it's a really good uh, amount of goals to score and win the game. We're going to pump a life out of somebody at some point. I said this last year as well. We came out and scored nine against Cardiff. Who's going to get the slipper? Somebody is going to get it. Um, and uh, we are going to absolutely hammer some team. Again, it, it, coughing up a goal, uh, two goals to start the game against a better team in this league, That that's, that's what you need to basically work on. Game management, I thought Adam, again, controlled. Uh, did a great job of the time out, really, really crucial time, and ultimately went on and, and absolutely dominated them. Uh, you were saying about Sean Allen, says, and, and Johnny Walker as well. Davey throwing themselves about, but as he as, as says, this Dundee team do have a bit of physicality to them, as a lot of teams seem to this season. Yeah, and, and, and Coach Mark Lefebvre talked about their, their physicality, especially with uh, an upcoming trip to uh, Manchester this weekend. Double header against Manchester, probably one, mm. one home and home. Uh, and saying that they'll not be daunted going into Manchester because they are a physical team and, you know, everything happens a wee bit quicker down there. Um, <clears throat> in terms of those guys you mentioned there, you know, Alan and, and uh, Johnny Walker, obviously that little agitating. I can't remember whether it was you and Marty talking about it on Giants TV on, on Friday night, Simon, about... I think it might have been Gareth Martin saying, you know, he's the kind of guy you'd love on your team. You hate him when he's against you. And somebody tried to compare him to Daryl Lloyd and got told, no, Daryl Lloyd's much tougher. But um, yeah, I, I, that was me, but I don't know if he is. And I mean, Loiter, Loiter just left out the keeper in furnace. Johnny Loiter, Walker. Loiter, Loiter had his one and only fight as a Belfast Giant against the Dundee Stars, as it goes. Just as a bit of a, there's a bit of a boring stat for you. But um, Thanks, in, a play, in a playoff game, no less, in Stop Dundee. Okay. Um, I don't know how I remember this stuff, but anyway, it might not even be true. Um, <laughs> somebody, somebody can fact check that um, and tell me whether it's true or not. But um, it just something springs to mind. I just, but I, I was telling you, Simon, you know, getting to do there. One of, one of the guys that that helped us with the stats last year um, did a did did a, a bit of analysis that I've had to do because they're not doing it anymore. It's really interesting and it's about. Um, ozone, diesel, neutral zone and stuff and, and you talk about like in this so they had 12 shots in the first period don't know how it ties up before the before the timeout and afterwards but after that two shots in the second period three shots in the third but we do that by controlling the neutral zone by laying sticks in the neutral zone we, we force them to dump it in and, and go and, and try and turn it over to get a shot we don't let them get controlled entries into our zone so we control if you can control those three zones and you can control face-offs and then all of a sudden you've got the puck and we talk about it on the podcast often possessions nine tenths of If you have that puck, they can't score. And if they can't score, this team of ours will score. And that that line of, of Prince and Nazarian and, and and um Quinn Preston are going to get goals that you talked about in our Simon. The speed of the release of his shots unbelievable. It's it's just he gets that puck off his stick in a way 
in a split second and goalies aren't set for the shot. So that line, I think you, you talked about it on, on the webcast on Friday night, that line's going to get goals this season if it can stay healthy and, and just keep gelling the way it's gelling. I thought a, a really strong performance. Adam Keith talks about sleeping our way in the performance, bust legs, all this good stuff. You know, it did take us that wake-up call, that second goal. Could have been three. Besco's came up with a couple of big saves as well. So could have been four. Um, but that time out, Adam's talked about it often. He'd rather use it in the first period than be looking for one with a minute to go. You know, so he used it at a, at a really close time. He turned the momentum on its head. You know, they had everything that the crowd up. He silenced the crowd. They were more interested in watching Adam have a real go at the players. You know, that silenced the crowd. We've gone out and scored in the next shift. So credit words due. You know, and as a coach, he's always been really proactive and taking that time out when he feeds. Doesn't matter if it's two minutes, three, four minutes into the game. It's uh, it's there to be used, and he used it at a really good time. Settled the whole thing down. We've gone out, scored next shift, and then as I say, we took a, a bit like Friday night as well. We took control of the game, and once we get in front, there there's no paying them back. One of the one of the big stats in that game, I know somebody mentioned it in the chat there as well. That we restricted them to one shot on goal in the second period. Remarkable. We talk about defences. Davey's going for you. You're saying it's two. He said two shots on. But, Still um, impressive. <laughs> but uh, that's, we've got, uh, we're going to wrap this up in a second. We've got Johnny Curran waiting in the wings and we're going to hear just the post-game analysis of Mark Lefebvre and, of course, Adam Keefe. Mark, a defeat this evening. What's your reaction? First six minutes, we look like a great team. Uh, all over them, had them in their zone, took advantage of some opportunities, made two nothing and then after they got one back, uh, we kind of got on our heels the rest of the game. We weathered the storm in the second period. Uh, got We came out unscathed mostly, uh, tied going into the third period, and then we just stopped playing. Uh, you know, got out of our structure, gave them the puck numerous times, gave them wide-open chances. We didn't look like a team at all in the third period. So it's uh, disappointing that way. Always still learning lesson for us. That's that's the best team in the league. That's the best team we're going to see all year. And we got to learn from it. We just can't play for 30 minutes or 20 minutes or 25 minutes and just keep throwing pucks away and keep giving them opportunities. So it's a lesson for everybody tonight. Yeah, there seemed to be crucial points in the game where it changed. The timeout uh, called by their coach seemed to change things in that first. Um, and I suppose the um, early goal for them in the third period as well. Well, I took the wind out of our sails and then we started getting pulled out of our structure. And like I said, we just stopped playing. Uh, we're giving them the puck over and over and over again. We weren't supporting the puck at all over the ice. And you just can't do that against a team like that. Uh, they got enough firepower. We don't need to give them more chances than they need to. And uh, obviously, it's a lesson for everybody tonight. Yeah, disappointing. But is there any positives you can take from tonight? Well, our start. I mean, we're going to watch that, obviously, the first six minutes. We have to play like that for a full 60. Uh, we're just not a team that can dangle through teams and play on our and stay be on our own page. We have to play in a team structure, and we showed that in the first six minutes that we can do that. And, but we have to keep that up throughout the game and uh, support each other throughout the ice and protect the slot, obviously. And just uh, you know, we weren't even making plays; we were just giving them the puck back every time we uh, we got back on our stick, and then that made it easier for them. And a couple of players out tonight as well, which didn't make things easier. No, that's just an excuse. I mean, this, that's that's for losers, right? Uh, that's not a loser's excuse. So when you say there's players out and travel, all that nonsense, you still got to play the game no matter what. You're going to play hard, and uh, we're not going to use that. Talking of playing the game hard, you need to do that next weekend against Manchester Storm. Two tough games, and as you know from your previous time here, a really difficult building on the road. Well, we got to forget about the cup for a minute, and it starts for real next week in the league uh, structure, so we got to get ready for that. Um, we know it's a tough building, it's a tiny building, so it's something the guys aren't used to, but we're a physical team, so we should be all right in there. And uh, Obviously, it's a crucial four points to, to start the season off the right foot. That's great. Thanks, Mark. Perfect. Thank you.
Well, coach, four points out of four in the Challenge Cup. What's your reaction? Uh, great response. You know, obviously, I don't want to give up that first five minutes, but uh, obviously, we know coming into Dundee, they're going to have a, a good response from last night. But, uh, you know, I really liked our guys' response and the character comeback win there. And, you know, I think that, you know, you look at that third period there, you kind of stole Dundee's hope and, and belief with uh, some good, solid play in the Ozone. And that's what we're looking to do to control the game. A couple of crucial points in the game. I suppose that timeout in the first period. You must, you, you, as you've said there, you'll be happy while your team's reacted to that. Um, but also, um, the start of that third period, you would have knew the stars were going to come at you, hoping to get that goal. But you, you got it very timorously, very quickly. And you think that was kind of the killer point of the game? Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of points in the game. Obviously, some key saves by Besco, uh, especially early on there to keep us in this game. And then. You know, uh, we, it took us a long time to break down uh, Kevin Carr. He was great from the, right from the start. Uh, you know, but the guys stuck with it and wore, the, wore Dundee down, and, and ultimately, you know, it paid off and then chose on the scoreboard. I mean, you see a confident uh, Giants uh, team walking off the ice there. Um, how'd you take that into your next game now? Yeah, look, we're, we're still a young team in terms of uh, the changeover here, and we're still learning to win different ways. You know, this is our first back-to-back -back win this season, and. Obviously, coming on the road's not easy, and especially in this building. And um, you know, our guys are, are starting to learn and starting to gain that confidence that uh, we can control hockey games. And tonight was a big learning curve for us. That's great. Thanks, Adam. Well, thank you. The highlights of that game are available from our good friends you see of Dundee Stars TV. You can get that in 4K now on uh, <laughs> on YouTube. It's uh, quite very, very clear. Anyway, right, let's move on. We've got plenty coming. We've got loads of guys to chat to. Let's start with the new face on the roster for the Belfast Giants. That he arrived just a few days ago. And it's, of course, the former Coventry Blaze man, Johnny Curran. How are you doing, mate? Hey, good. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Belfast Giants. How does this opportunity come about? Um, well, I think it's, uh, in my mind, uh, years in the making. I think uh, I started off the summer kind of talking to different teams, but uh, I went to uh, a different path, tried to get to Slovakia or another uh, league in Europe, and uh, I spent some time there, I think about five, six weeks, and uh, it kind of just fell apart there. Um, came home for about four days and then Kiefer called and uh, put together that uh, a deal that worked out great. Got a school opportunity, so I'm really excited for that. Um, it's unfortunate the opportunity is there from Elijah going down, but uh, it is it's part of the business, right? So uh, overall, I'm really uh, excited about uh, being here. You you came in and you're straight on the ice. How difficult is that? Obviously, you know you obviously you've skated over the summer. You know you 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 were trying as you say you're in shape. You're ready to play, but to be dropped into a side like that and go you know well, welcome to Belfast Giants, mate. You're playing straight away. How difficult was that? Uh, well, uh, getting dropped off from the airport. Uh, Simon brought me to the room and Taffer said uh, if I wanted to go on the ice, I could. So it was about five minutes in the room. And I uh, just dressed by myself and jumped on. And I didn't really do much, but uh, it was good to kind of skate the jet leg off uh, or try to. Um, and then Friday, uh, Kiefer just mixed me into the lineup a bit. I think it was about 10 minutes, um, but felt good for, for what I uh, had to do. And then uh, Saturday, I felt a lot better uh, overall. But I don't think the, the time on ice was too crazy. So it's all, it was pretty doable. Kiefer managed the minutes really well. You got about 10 minutes. Oh. Sorry, Paddy. Johnny, really nice to meet you. Um, welcome to Belfast, obviously. Um, you've been here before with with Coventry, etc. What's it like being in the home dressing room, seeing the the, diff the slightly different setup that, that, that the boys have going here? 
Oh, it's yeah, slightly different is an understatement. They're uh, they got all the works here. They got it's like a different uh, it's like a different league, and I'm sure it's they're uh, they definitely take advantage of the budget you guys have here. The, obviously, the winning uh, creates those opportunities. So uh, it's really cool to see uh, you guys put the money towards the players and uh, like the players' recovery and taking care of us gear wise and everything, accommodation. So it's uh, it's really great. Having said that, Coventry did uh, did what they could. I, I have no complaints there. I could I could talk hours about how great they treated us too, but it's it's definitely a different standard. And does that give you even less of a? What's the right term to put this? It's a, it's a real no excuse organization. No, everything's there for you just to go out and perform on a friday saturday sunday night i will not be able to say the legs weren't there they got a cryo uh tub uh cold tub sauna fridge full of ta- ta- for me a joke i asked if i could have a gatorade and he's like yeah they're free johnny so <laughs> there's <laughs> need uh to be uh successful there so it's uh yeah no excuse business for sure johnny dundee games at the weekend uh what were your thoughts on um on how the team played what's it like trying to the you know absorb the way Adam wants to play in such a short space of time as well. Yeah, um, well, playing for him is a lot different, and uh, when he's drawn out the systems, it's it's so easy when you're on on his side of things. But uh, being on the other side, it was it was really hard to play against. So it's uh, it encourages you encourages you to work hard for him because you can you realize how hard it is to play against. So um, just yeah, when he's showing the different systems, uh, you just have to buy into it, and and obviously you could see that we maybe some slow starts, um, but to score 10 goals opening weekend is, it's not a small feat. And then um, to give up what 15 shots, maybe the first game. And then I think they had 13 in the first period of the second game, but then like five, the rest of the game. So you can really take, uh, take the life out of teams uh, the way we play. You're on the bench um, six minutes into the second game of the weekend. Uh, you're two nil down and Adam wants a word. Um, What's he saying? <laughs> he's he's encouraging us, uh, to say the least. Believe it or not, I've seen those eyes just on a different guy in Dundee. Uh, I've seen that timeout that early. So credit to Dundee. They they always start off well in their uh, their rink. Um, I don't think they're as um, I don't know what the word would be dynamic as years before. Like they used to spring and just go, and you could be down more than two that early. But um, yeah, Kiefer's eyes and expression really encouraged us to play better. And uh, obviously, Naz scoring the first shift that that really gave us a boost and then Besco made some big saves to keep us in it. And then, uh, yeah, we just slowly came back into the game. Three seasons in Coventry, obviously. Well, bit of broken when you back to North America in regards to, you know, there was no, there was no league here to play in, yeah. but, um, you know, what have you, what have you thought or learnt of the league in the three seasons in Coventry compared to where, you know, you, you did NCAA and you're, you know, in Niagara near to where you're from and, you know, but it's when you've come over to Europe, the EIHL, what do you think of it? Oh, it's great hockey. And um, I think with guys, with definitely me coming to the league, I didn't know what to expect. And you find out early, it's it's not a European, like traditional league. It's physical, it's feisty. Um, it's tons of North Americans. And it's just that kind of style, which I think we all like to play. It's a high scoring league, a lot of action. But um, I think you learn in Coventry and I, I would assume Belfast too, that uh, there's no easy games. And we saw it with our start in Dundee the, the second night, you can go down early and, you know, let's say it's three, you give Kevin Carr a three goal lead. It's, that's a different game. So uh, I think I learned there early and I, and guys are going to learn it here that uh, every game's important and every game's there's something on the line. If it's just to win at home for the, the home fans, 
or to get a cup advantage or there's something there's there's always something on the line for every game and also you got that place in in uh team gb uh mm-hmm. regards to div 1a and the promotion there the sort of carrot of the stick is to be part of that gb side going into mm-hmm. going into the, the champs at the end of the season yeah absolutely and i think that that was a, a really big piece into coming back into the league um, the, the schedule goes right into GB. Um, so you're playing your best hockey with playoff hockey and then right into that opportunity to play for uh, GB, which is great. So that was, that was a really good experience winning on home ice and, uh, hope, hopefully my game's, uh, up to par where I can, uh, be a part of that again. Johnny, you mentioned there, you had the opportunity in Slovakia. It didn't work out. You've ended up in Belfast and school and stuff to, to go with that. What's the difference there? And, and so what you were looking for in Slovakia, you've came here to, we basically speak English in Northern Ireland. Like um, it's, it's a maybe a harder accent to get, but what are you looking at the Belfast experience away from the ice as, as well as the schooling, I guess? Oh yeah. Well, just obviously the, just Northern Ireland, Ireland, all the places you can visit. I think my family's already got places mapped out where we're going to be going when they come to visit. Um, but as an away team, Belfast is circled on the map, the Belfast weekend. So uh, I'm sure being here every day now, we'll have to uncircle the map and <laughs> pick our spots when we, we can drink because I'm sure there's a night, every night there's live music and something. So this is a, it's definitely a special town. And it's, in my opinion, it's the, it's the place to be in this league for on and off the ice for sure. Fantastic. So how's prep, how's prep going for this weekend? Obviously the game against the clan and a trip over to Kirkcaldy. Yeah. Um, so I got the first experience at the practice ice. Um and they got a good setup there for for us. For uh, Taft's got a great setup. Um, I think my heart monitor almost broke because I was so out of shape going up and down a few times. So uh, I think we're expecting the same type of practice tomorrow. Um, Kiefer has a, a fast-paced practice, and that's great because it's if your practices are hard, there's a good chance the games are going to feel uh, some not easy, but at least your your cardio and your your, your legs are up to par there. So uh, more of the same there. And then yeah, I think is it it's two away cup games, right? Yes. So um, similar travel uh, plans, I would assume, and uh, kind of just hopefully rinse and repeat, maybe a better start. Fantastic. Well, listen, Johnny, listen, we appreciate you joining us. Welcome to Belfast Giants. No doubt we'll chat to you again as the season <laughs> goes on. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Nice one. Thanks, Johnny. Big thanks to Johnny Curran for, for joining us, you know, the new face on the side. And we're going, we don't stop there. We go from the GB International to a Japan International, and we welcome to a view from the bridge, Kohei Sato. Welcome to uh, a view from the bridge on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. We, we, me and, <laughs> me and uh, Sis was having a bit of that on uh, on, on Friday night. Tuesday, yeah, Friday wait, you night, say Tuesday. Yep. Don't work for me. Don't work for me. First of all, before before we go anywhere, before we go, hold on. I was going to say something there, but says you're saying that the other guest is coming on now. Yep. Well then, I'll hold what I was going to do there. What's your What was your take on the? You didn't get the play of the weekend, Kobe. What was your take on the weekend for the Giants? Um, you know, um, the first game, um, they came out pretty fast. Uh, we kind of we were kind of sitting back in the first two periods, and you know, at the end of the second period, um, I think we got a go ahead goal or the third when Naz scored. Um, I think there was some some um, some goals that were you know by them that didn't count. I actually was watching it with Pirate upstairs uh, when actually the play before uh, Nas scored, uh, they actually scored, but nobody on the ice knew about it. And me and Pirate looked at 
the video and it was you know it was in so like that could have changed our <laughs> whole game but you know our scoring there it was it was big and um you know after that that just kind of gave us breathing room uh, as Kiefer said um and you know it was it was nice to watch from the above um you don't really get to see that type of like the high level of hockey from stairs especially the team you play for and there was there's lots to take away and um you know uh, hopefully what i saw i can translate that on the ice uh, into the weekend now i'm just going to pause things there because today's a special day isn't it cool hey but not just for you hey laura and today's a special day because happy birthday to you well, well, we have a bit of a tradition here though we get this totally wrong you ready david ready says what are we going to try and do happy, happy birthday, birthday to you this is after you Happy birthday to you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Happy, Happy birthday, Lauren. This is you're murdering us, boys. Happy birthday to you. To you. That was something special, Jim. Uh, listen, I, I don't yeah, know. That was lovely. Yeah. Even though we were practicing that all the way before the show, between Manchester, Bristol, heard... and Belfast, it's just a delay. It's awful. Yeah. No, I I only heard Davy Kitchy. I don't know. <laughs> you need to bring your game up, Laura. This was only a flam. There's a few. Very happy birthday. But before you do go, how did it go at the weekend with regards to the uh, organ donation? Yes, it went really well. Lots of people asking questions. Lots of people getting involved still would like to do the stem cell signing up and testing on the bridge which hopefully we'll do around organ donation discussion day which is mid-december fantastic well, listen we appreciate you joining us sorry laura we're also going to be doing something tomorrow for uh, get blake to boston Yep, so we've got a new prize coming up on Raffle. It will be two tickets to a show of your choice for Bell Sonic 2024 and a night in the Clayton in Belfast. So you can enjoy yourself and not have to worry about how you're getting home. Fantastic. Laura, a very happy birthday. Thanks for Thank you so back. much, Patrick. Bye, gents. Bye, Co. Bye, Laura. Thanks for the happy sushi. Bestie. Bye. <laughs> uh, yes. What age are you today then, Co? Uh, turn 27. 27. Do you remember being 27, Davey? <laughs> How many 21 years ago? Years Not ago. really. Not really. So right? While ago, like, the Giants were just, the Giants were just a baby then, so they were. They still that's had. True. We could go, we could start waxing lyrical about the old days, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was all, all right. better back then, but it's brilliant now. So I've got to yeah, just carry go. on, Davey. I'm just like I'm really sorry for what I'm about to do. I'm sorry, right? Just up front. Konbawa, kohesan. Oh, Tanjo Beometo. Oh wow! Thank you. Genki deska. Genki des. That's all I've got. I'm sorry for murdering. Oh no, that was amazing. So we have not. I won't call it a tradition, but so if we're French Canadians, we're a Swedish guy, I'll always try and greet them a little bit in their own language because I think it's important to try. No, that's you awesome. Know? 
So, um, thank you. That's a, but that's I all I've got. Go ahead. That was a nice surprise. How, how you how you settling in? Um, great, great so far. Um, I mean, as you can see, Kitchy and Laura, um, you know, they've been very welcoming. Um, since the day I got here, Kitchy picked me picking me up from the airport. Uh, you know, they they made me feel welcome and at home from day one, and hope whole coaching staff um whole organization really like when you go to w5 or when you go into the uh, ssc like everyone's saying hi to me you know even even though they don't know me they don't know who i am but you know they just those little things in life like is that makes you feel like a part of something and you know it's been really nice and you walk around the city everyone's everyone seems very nice and like helpful and you go to those cafes you, you you have a little conversation and it's been really nice it's been really you know it's a lot different than where i came from but you know, it's been it's been nice and easy transition into the new city and new country so i've been i've been asking all the guys that have come on so what what about three four or five weeks in the seasons so we've had Aaron and some of the boys on about and you've you've teed the question up nicely there about happiness away from the rank away from your day job of being a hockey player whenever you're not there when, when Kitchy's making you happy when Laura when you're meeting those people in the coffee shop how important is that happiness in your surroundings so being happy in Belfast they allow you to go and express yourself on the rink um I think it's very important because you meet those people and you tell them by yourself and you know and and they're like, oh, maybe I'll come watch the game, and then that translates into us being, all right, we gotta, we gotta show to show the fans and the people that come pay to watch us play, uh, what they came here for, right? Like you work hard and practice for those moments, and <clears throat> ultimately, like we want the fans to come back, and we love the crowd um, in Belfast. It's you know, and it, it's really being amazing so i think those happiness outside of hockey is really not not only like bringing them into the rink but like i think it's important for us as individual our our mental health and all that um you know sometimes you know playing a sports and and you know being away from home being away from your family it could take a toll on you so you know finding that little little happiness and all that um that definitely translates to being being a good hockey player or an athlete you know human being on the ice you know just showing the fans that what they came here for so have you been pleasantly surprised by the numbers that have came through the door for the games because i'm sure when you got there and you're practicing in that empty building it looks big how are we going to fill this up and you come to game night and it's every night's been packed yeah, no, I, I've been very, very happy with, you know, the people that's been showing up to the games and, you know, they get loud and, you know, the the drums and and, and, and all the fans in the, by the uh, screen, uh, I think it's very special. Um, you know, you don't, you don't really get that um, in many places in Europe or, you know, unless you're in the NHL, I don't think you get that kind of many, you know, that kind of, fan base uh, anywhere else so it's definitely special just before you go it's says fun. sorry sorry oh. says just before you go you're you're giving a quick reference there Kohei, to what's 
called Boomerang Corner up in the in the top corner there. Just for guys that don't know, because there'll be people that watch this podcast that have come in the last lot of years. Boomerang Corner was named after a, a dearly departed fan, Stuart Boone, used to come to games when we talk about 20... When I was 27, Stuart Boone was there, and unfortunately Stuart passed away a number of years ago. And they named the little section of the, the fan corner about him. So there's just a little bit of background on Boomerang Corner. Named after, he used to have Boomerang in the back of his jersey, but he's no longer with awesome. us. So just remember oh. Stuart. That's all. Cool. Hey, tell us about your uh, your trip to Belfast with UNH back in 2018, I think it was. Um, did that play uh, a deciding factor when, when the call came to, to come back to Belfast to play? Definitely. Um... Being here four year four seasons ago uh, with the University of New Hampshire with uh, the friendship four, um, I was uh, amazed how nice they treated us here. Right, um, you know they gave us a tour of everywhere and everything, and they you know they scheduled us with a great uh, Thanksgiving meal, um, a tour in a Titanic quarter, Titanic museum. Um, we saw the city of Belfast and, you know, that kind of stuck with me. Uh, we took a trip up, up North, um, in the Giants Causeway and l- learn about the history of Belfast and peaceful and everything. So, um, you know, that definitely stuck with me and what I wanted to like, <coughs> what I remember, uh, the most was, um, not not only we play hockey games here, but outside of hockey, um, there were a few teenagers in an organization organization called Friends Forever um, that came over to Durham, New Hampshire, where University of New Hampshire is, and we did a um, bunch of volunteer work and charity works with them, and you know did some team buildings and seeing those familiar faces that you know that we interacted with all year, um, seeing them back in their homeland and Belfast. And that was really cool to see. And, and having them at the game. And that was, that was something I'll never forget. And, you know, those moments, little, little moments like that is, you know, us being a hockey player, you just like, wow, that's something special and you never get that anywhere else. And yeah, definitely coming, coming here in 2019, Help my decision, definitely. Just knew knowing that what the city is like and what the people are like, uh, how they do business here, it's all stuck with me. So it was it was an easy decision for me to come here. So obviously, your your national nationality is Japanese. You've been in North America for sixteen years before you came to Belfast. Like you said, you went to, went there when you were eleven. Is that right? Yeah, twelve. Yeah. Well, so 15. Um, and you've obviously picked up a bit of an accent from North America, but um, can you do no a Northern Ireland accent for I us? I you guys had an accent. Oh, no, we do. <laughs> but can, can you do a Northern Ireland accent for us? Say something. Ah, boy. <laughs> uh, Keeper Lid is one of them. I'll do. I'll do. Keeper Lid. Yeah, okay. No. What else? What else? What about we, Laura? On the spot, Kitchy. Oh yeah, right. we yeah I call I call Laura we we Laura. Um, <laughs> and she calls me we creature. So, <laughs> <laughs> wee creature. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wii's uh, one of the big things I, I say all the time now. Say say marathon. Marathon. Yeah, I know. She, uh, Laura, she can't pronounce anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just backstage, we can, we can bring her back on if you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, we'll, um, we appreciate you joining us, Kohei. Um, obviously, you'll be back on the ice this weekend then? Uh, yes, Saturday. Uh, not Friday, but Saturday. I will be. Saturday. So you'll be you're making the travel over for the game against the Five Flyers, uh, and uh, have you yes, been sir. have you been warned about that rink in Kirkcaldy? Uh no, not yet. No, you're in for a few, you're in for an experience. Uh, our, our our next guest might be able to I tell you a little treat, bit about so. it, but uh, but uh, you're in for an experience from some of the rinks around the IHL. It's it's an experience. So welcome. Thank you so much. No, we appreciate you joining us, mate. Thanks very much. Thank you. Arigato. Did <laughs> oh, you were loving using the Japanese? I mean, that's 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 just he was the you just chopped them up he? one by one by one. Absolutely fantastic. I we, told you, Ruby, Ruby is um, fascinated by Japan and she's learning it, so she's been schooling <laughs> me. And I was hoping that Kohei was going to come on a little bit later in the season, so I could have you could have learned on. a little bit more. But sure, if we'll have him back in the new year, we're going to talk about his twenty-five goals, hopefully in Japanese. Absolutely. Right. On, onward, gentlemen. The Belfast Giants this weekend on Friday travel to play the, uh, the Glasgow clan. Obviously, they played two games against them in pre-season uh, and basically shared what the fictional points from pre-season, but uh, one win each. But this is in the cup. Um, we're delighted to be joined for the first time by the brand new coach of the Glasgow clan. That is Jason Morgan. Thanks for joining us, coach. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. What has been your experience so far of the Elite League? Well, um, I actually had a, a little experience back in 2018. We played exhibition games there in Fife and Manchester when I was coaching in Alborg. And uh, I think the, the league uh, has evolved into a, a top premier, like minor European league, like many others have year after year. I think it's becoming faster and more skilled. And um very impressed with early on like our exhibition games against Cardiff and and you guys there up in Belfast that uh, the level is definitely higher than uh, expectations coming in and um so I, I think it's going to be a competitive league this year for all three trophies and excited to see where we fare as a as a as a player you know you were you AHL NHL a lot of, a lot of AHL time and then going up and playing for like of Calgary and, and but you know, what from your playing days do you think you've brought into your coaching um i think just the competitive you know like i, I was a competitive player i think work ethic was one of my strongest attributes so i, I try to instill that in my team and uh, it kind of stems back from when I start recruiting is, is building a team based on character and leadership first and becoming a team first and then um, gelling on the ice second. So uh, I, I think for me, it's just that I think you can overcome a lot just with hard work in itself. So that's kind of the, the motto I set from day one. And uh, so far, very pleased with our, with our group, like both on and off the ice. Coach, um, welcome back to the UK, I guess. Um <laughs> Interested in, in your thoughts on, you're talking about creating the team off the ice and, and then trying to gel and, and go forward. Um, 
you have to hit the hit the ground running fast in the UK. You know that the league games come round quick, and we talk about it often. You know, two points in October are as crucial as two points February March time. Um, how's that going to be different for you and I when you're trying to gel this new team and results have to come right off the back of that? Yeah, well, I kind of felt that like just from coming in um, kind of later into training camp, like only having five days, and then we're hitting you know two exhibition games there up in Cardiff, and then. You know, they. I think they started a week and a half or two weeks before us and had some ex- exhibition games under their belt. Uh, and then, obviously, the the back-to-back there with Belfast. So um, I, I've heard that about the league. Obviously, the league title is the most coveted trophy. And um, so I, I, I've tried to just kind of break down the season into smaller short-term segments and um, where it keeps us motivated to hit our, our short-term goals. And um, like you mentioned, like you can't, you know, win a championship in, in October or November, but you can definitely lose it. So... Uh, but I, I think that's exciting for the players too. You know, I know some of the guys coming over from North America the first time experiencing this uh, format. It's a little bit different where you kind of build towards the playoffs, but I've uh, I've sent that message over and over again that uh, every game is equally as important. So that's kind of how we prepare. And how do you see, I guess, is there an element of your role that this is a, a longer term project as well. You know, Glasgow over a number of years has had a bit of turmoil on and off the ice. There's got to be a bit of a settling down as well of the franchise, just to, to bed in new ideas, get roots set and, you know, take off again into the future as well. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a new era with, you know, Mr. Michael O'Rourke taking over as a lead owner there. And, um, you know, with, with Aaron Murphy kind of being his advisor, kind of my go-to guy to, if I have to voice anything to, to him and I think he's he's given us all the resources to to be a successful team and um, you know many renovations to the rink and I think he wants to make it a full entertainment experience for the fan and uh, the Purple Army the tremendous fan base so I, I think uh, really catering to that department and, and kind of learning from some of the bigger markets the the Belfast Cardiffs and Sheffield so um, I, I think they got a, a great backbone for success there in, in Glasgow and and. Uh, now with the new ownership group and um i think everyone's pulling in the same direction for the same goal coach uh, you, you look through your resume of, of where you've been so far on your from your coaching standpoint obviously mm-hmm. hungary poland uh romania uh denmark as well and you're coming into an english-speaking country well i'll use that loosely because it is glasgow <laughs> um but how are you finding the communication side of things uh with regards to speak in English um, instead of uh, potentially have a translator? Yeah, no, no, it's it's kind of funny you bring that up because it's it's so funny, like going into grocery stores, there's so many times like, oh, excuse me, do you speak English? And and now, you know, being in an English speaking uh, country again, it's kind of nice. But I mean, I, I was born, I was born in Newfoundland, so I have many relatives from from Newfoundland. So sometimes they can be tough to understand as well. So I'm kind of used to it. Your games at the weekend against Fife, um, they look. We watched the high. Well, I watched the highlights anyway. Uh, they looked a couple of competitive games. Obviously, you got the win on Saturday uh, and and not getting the result going your way on Sunday. But how was how did things look from your perspective? Yeah, I think in, in all our games so far, like through exhibition and the two Challenge Cup games, there's positives in all of them. And um, I, you know, I know Fife. It's a it's a tough rink to go into, and I think that was our first game day where the kind of the routine was off. We we had uh, one at home, you know, the night before, and um, we didn't have the guys come in until the late afternoon for a video session, and then uh, travel on the bus to to Fife, and then obviously a lot of a lot of new guys to to the 
league and Europe itself. And um, so I think I think we started a little flat, just our puck management. But I, I thought we settled into the game okay. And then I think it was that uh, that penalty shot goal that kind of deflated, you know, the wind out of our sails, and um, we were unable to come back in the game. But you know, they they played hard at home, and it was kind of a different team that we faced the night before. But uh, but definitely positives to take out of both games. I thought the second game, obviously, it's it's tough when you're killing eight minor penalties. So um, it is what it is, and, and we learn from every game when or lose. One of the statistics that jumps out from that game in five is the amount of shots that went on. Uh, Caroline and nearly 70 shots. You know, you, you take that away, and obviously it's a, a real sort of defensive learning point for you going into next weekend. Yeah, I think, but I, I think a lot of the shots stems from the amount of power plays. I mean, you know, yeah, good power plays are going to produce a lot of scoring chances, a lot of shots on net, and and they were they were able to do that. So, um, I, I think every game so far, like I said, like from the first game against Cardiff to the second, I thought we improved. From the first game against Belfast, exhibition to the second, we improved, and and uh, you know, you take the positives out of each game and and keep building. So, how how do you approach this game? How do you approach this game on Friday? Well, I mean, Belfast, a, a high caliber club, they, you know, obviously well coached and, you know, they have a lot of depth. So they, uh, I thought it was a real competitive game up there in Belfast, our last meeting, and I expect no different uh, Friday here at home. So um, we just treat every every game as one game and prepare to win. So we'll, uh, we'll see the outcome after the game. Coach, we really appreciate your time. Between between you and Aaron Murphy, there's a real Newfoundland power base in the Glasgow clan now. So uh, no, no doubt it's, it's uh, the heritage being brought into that club. A real new era for that. We really we really appreciate your time. And uh, go on, says you want to say something? How are you finding uh, Murph's Irish accent? <laughs> yeah, it's worse than ours. He brings it out. He brings it out every now and then. No, it's. He's a, he's a good guy and I uh, appreciate everything he's done for me and the family uh, getting settled. And I, like I said, he's my, he's my go-to guy um, through, you know, through the, the team, myself, any needs and, and the new ownership. So uh, he's been a, he's been a great help, not only recruiting, but day-to-day operations. So, yeah. Oh, you're on mute, Davey. You're, you're on mute, mute. Davey. Oh, <laughs> Go on. Sorry, I, I muted there because the kids were, were shouting. Um, <laughs> just when uh, you're talking about Murph and yourself being you fine. A number of years ago, now, Paddy, what must it be? Would it be 10 oh, years ago? The podcast, we, started follow, we started following the Gander Flyers. Yeah. Uh, now, I think the Flyers have gone sort of into like mothball. What's the situation with hockey in Newfoundland at the minute? That senior league that we used to follow seems to have really died a bit of a death, especially around since COVID. Yeah, I mean, senior hockey in Newfoundland, I think it was like, it was really big back. I know my, my father played senior hockey back uh, for the St. John's Caps, and it's, uh, it was really competitive back then. I think with, with technology now and the scouting, uh, you know, I think scouting now has gone global and with the internet and stuff like that, it's, uh, there was a lot of really good hockey players, I, I think, that probably went unnoticed, um, probably in a lot of places, you know, throughout the world and uh, Newfoundland definitely one of them. So, um, yeah, but it, it definitely was a, a fairly big, big league and physical. A lot probably like uh, the UK league ten years ago. 
We had, we had a couple of guys. We had Pete Campbell. Pete Campbell came here and, and tore, it up, tore it up in Belfast, scored points for fun, and then ended up playing for Gander. Uh, somebody else mm. from Belfast went to Gander. Somebody else went that way from my head. I don't remember who it was. Um, but it was but you still got to... You still got players from the Elite League going straight to it after. But you've also got like... Uh, also in St. John's, obviously, the, the Growlers came in, hit the ground absolutely running and brought success mm. to that time. Yeah, definitely. I think with with Toronto's farm team in there too, and, and uh, like I said, I, I think since they've gotten the pro teams and and junior hockey out east in, in Canada, it's uh, hockey's taken off, and uh, it's definitely good for the island of Newfoundland and and all of Canada. And I think on a global stage too, like you're you're seeing different markets based on you know even back back in the '90s, like when Gretzky went south to LA and then teams like Florida and Tampa and everyone just started escalating, you know, as, as, uh, as hot hockey markets. So and now like with Vegas winning and um, yeah, definitely a popular sport now globally. Coach, listen, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for, uh, th- thanks for joining us. We're, we don't wish you well for Friday, of course, but uh, we wish you well <laughs> thanks, going <guys>. forward. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it guys. It was nice uh, chatting with you and uh, anytime. Well, thanks, coach. Thank you, thanks, coach. coach. Big thanks. Big thanks to Jason Morgan for taking the time coming to join us. That game, of course, is at 7.30 on Friday night over in Glasgow. You can get that on um, Clan TV. Right, gents, before we get to a bit of news, Sis uh, pop down training, chatted to Quinn Preston and to Adam Keefe. Q, uh, productive weekend, four points against the Dundee Stars, uh, starting with the 4-1 win here on Friday night at the SSA Arena and then a 6-2 victory over the Stars in Dundee on Saturday. Uh, what were your thoughts on the weekend? I think it was a great weekend. Uh, we had a good crowd at home and really helped start us off. And uh, I think uh, we got to a slow start on Saturday in Dundee, but that can be expected. They had a good push to start the game. But besides that, we just weathered the storm and took over. But it was a fun, good weekend and good weekend to start the Challenge Cup for sure. Started on the right foot, so gotta like that. Yourself, Princey, and um, uh, Aaron Azarian uh, struck up a bit of chemistry and, and uh, individually pick up a few points in the game too. Yeah, yeah. The way I like playing with those two guys. Uh, we control the game a lot, I feel like, and it makes it easy for us. We're not in the D zone very often, so you don't got to stress out too much. But playing with those guys to make it easy, especially in a league like this, we can all skate, we can all make plays, so it's really fun. Challenge Cup, um, obviously the coaching staff and the guys who've been here before would have uh, you know, put on you the importance of picking up those points early on in the season due to Obviously, you want to try and hold the later stages and, and potentially the final um, if you do get that stage in your own building. Um, the way that showed and picking up those four points at the weekend was really important. Yeah, it was definitely important. And uh, they definitely put the emphasis on uh, how it can uh, help us at the end of the year. And I just think right now we're just trying to win every game. So as it is, we're going to take every game in the same way and be ready for every game. But I think we just started on the right foot and we got to keep going that way. Every game's got to be important and just keep it for all. The rest of the, what, seven and a half months, eight months we're here. Just, no big deal. Yeah, just keep doing that. Uh, you've got a uh, day of recovery today. Um, back on the ice tomorrow. And then looking forward to a doubleheader away. Uh, well, actually, not a doubleheader, but away to Fife and away to Glasgow. Yeah, we got a big week ahead of us. So, guys, are just trying to get dialed back in right now before we get back on the ice. So, make sure we're feeling good. So, we can have a good week of practice. And obviously, two new buildings we haven't been to this year. So, looking forward to that. It's always fun to play in front of a new crowd. And obviously, uh, playing on the road is always a challenge. So, we're ready for it, I think. Cheers, Kate. Thank Cheers. you, man. Yep. Adam, uh, four point weekend. Um, you've been looking some. 
consistency, uh, back to challenge cup action, and you managed to pick up two wins. What's your thoughts on the on the two games against Dundee? Yeah, I thought uh, you know the first game I thought was pretty even for portions of it, and I thought over the course of that game we took over at home here, and uh, it, was, you know, it was nice to get the two points there. You know, the big challenge was always going to be going to Dundee, you know, ferry trip over there, then a bus trip. Uh, tough place to play in, and we knew that uh, they were going to come out uh, hard, and, and they did, and we were kind of still sleeping into that game. You know, but, uh, you know, once we had a little bit of a wake-up call, uh, you know, with them getting two pretty quickly, and they also could have got a third one in there, um, I thought our guys handled the, the response very well, and it was, it was a great learning curve for our group. Um, so to get out of there with, with the 6-2 win, ultimately uh, very pleased with that effort. Um, you know, and, and as I said, we're still learning to win in all sorts of ways here, and um, we just want to eliminate uh, any st much stress as we can game to game. And you know, so obviously, if you turn up slow like that, you're going to put some stress on the team. You say you, you I sort of explain that as a wake up call. Um, we've seen the, the footage on um, Dundee Stars TV of the timeout conversation, um, and I don't think you were trying to organize organize Christmas cards. That's that, your, that was your wake up call. Well, you know, for me, that's just something I need to change at that moment. Um, but you know, it's also a challenge to the group to see what we're made of. You know, and uh, it's a fight or flight response that I'm looking for, and see who's got what. And um, you know, credit to those guys, and a lot of respect to that locker room. Everybody fought back. You know, there was nobody hiding, uh, nobody pouting. It was it was a fight back mentality. So that's a, that's good news for us. Six unanswered goals. Uh, they finished them in six two, and then day on Saturday evening. Um, you must be very happy defensively. Um, I think it was five shots you gave up in the last forty minutes. Yeah, I mean, see, as coaches, sometimes I look at the first five minutes and I'm unhappy with it. But, you know, if you take a step back, review the both games, review the, the statistics and uh, the scoring chances we did give up, there are certainly areas we can we can get better in. Um, but if you look at the both games over the course of the 60 minutes for each game, I'm certainly happy with us defensively. Um, Johnny Curran came into the lineup this weekend, um, straight off the flight on Thursday. Practiced, played Friday, played Saturday. I'm sure he's probably tired over the weekend, but what was your thoughts on, on the latest uh, signing for the Belfast Giants? I think he's going to be great here. Uh, you know, he, first question to him was, how quick can you be here? Um, and he said, bags are packed, ready to go. You know, so it was the right answer from the very first question I asked him. The second question was asked by Taff when he landed, trying fresh from Dublin. You dropped him off and uh, asked him if he wanted to join practice. and. Yes, you know, like he's he's a gamer. He wants to be a good teammate. He wants to add value all over the ice whenever he can. He just wants to help the team win, and and you can always use players like that. And uh, he's only going to get better and better here. Obviously, straight off of planes, rushed into practice, not a whole lot of sleep, uh, and then rushed into two games. And so he's going to get better and better here as we go. But uh, very pleased with the addition of Johnny. Uh, Glasgow Fife this weekend, uh, both games away, both on the road, um, and obviously a week of practice before you, you get there. Um, recovery day today, and back on the ice tomorrow. Yeah, today's about uh, you know getting the bodies right and a little bit of a break mentally from the game, and getting a little refresh, and then we'll practice uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to prepare for Friday and Saturday. Uh, I enjoy going on the road here. You know, this is a good challenge for our group to get on the road and not have to worry about 
uh, any distractions. We're on the road together. We got to get. The, we have a job. It's a business trip, and that's how we're going to approach it. Thanks, Adam. Big thanks to Adam Keith and uh, Quinn Preston. News time, boys. It's back. Docs. 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 The Department of Player Safety have returned and they've assessed um, him, <laughs> Blake Thompson of the the guy who used to play for Cardiff. Blake Thompson of the Coventry Blaze has been assessed at boarding. Um, he's been fined. I think there's been a few, not, I don't want to say people say like surprised or queer, but we've got the video. But that in the game against the Sheffield Steelers, up against Patrick Watling, he's boarded him in and his next comeback. Uh, there's been no suspension here, David. I, I think it's a fair enough call, actually. It's 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 boarding. I, I can't remember if I read the press release right. It says the player doesn't turn the numbers at the last minute. I think the player does turn at the very last second there. 14 the the boards. Sorry, the the says, this was not the case of a player turning his back immediately prior to contact in a way that turns a legal body check into an illegal one. Well, you look at this, 14's going up, he's not, and just as he, he does turn ever so slightly, like he boards him, he's got a fine or a suspension? It's a fine. Initially said both a fine and a suspension, but it's a fine. I, I think, as has been the case over the last number of seasons, your first kind of offence in this league seems to get you a fine. Um, don't know what that fine amounts to. Don't know who pays that fine. He's boarded him. He's cross-checked him in the back, and he's, he's boarded him. I don't think there can be really much mitigation there, other than he looked genuinely appalled at what had happened because players steam in, and he's like, I didn't mean the... The outcome isn't what he was looking for there, but like that, and... I don't think, like he's been fined and that's a move on situation. He's boarded him. That is what it is. I'm glad the player's okay. Yeah, what thing is okay. He went on to score the game winning goal in overtime. Um, Says your point of view, like there's been a bit of people saying, you know, in this sort of situation, is a fine enough? Is is he going to learn from a fine? It has been said from from the press from the press release. It does say the incident will be recorded on the player's record for the remainder of the season. But um, give us your take on it. I think you're setting the precedent. To be honest with that hit, that's a bad hit. Um, that's a suspendable hit, in my opinion. Coming out on a you know with a fine again. I have no idea what the fines are. I have no idea who pays yeah, them and well. It, it's it's one of those ones where it, it's it actually see when you watch we're we're picking up that's the replay of see when you watch it live yeah watch twenty four orange coming in now he cross checks Blake Thompson in the head and that went unpunished so if you go back and watch that without the replay but watch it as the play developed um, you can see twenty four um, orange you just see him basically lining up the stick there to cross check him in the side of the head. I think it's a suspendable hit all day long. But look, at it's the first weekend of the season. Guys are still, you know, I don't want to say find their feet because obviously Watling hit the deck. Um, and that's a, that's a bad hit. And I know I'm certainly not a Sheffield Steelers fan, but um, it's really good to see the kid get back up on his feet again. And, and he's he's going to be one of the best players in the league this year. There's Make no mistake about it. He is a top, top player. Um, and it goes to show from 
I don't know many minutes later, probably about eight or nine minutes later, that he scored the the um, the game on a goal in overtime. So he's mm-hmm. a good player. Do Sorry, Dave, you, you want to come back in? Well, yeah, a couple of things, Simon. Do you think they're they're kind of setting almost setting a precedent there? Going, your first one's free. I don't want to say free. It's free from suspension. You get. Let's speculate, right? Because we don't know, but let's speculate. Two hundred and fifty quid. I don't know what the fine is, but let's just speculate. The first one of those, you're not going to miss a game, but you get a two hundred and fifty pound fine. It's almost a freebie. Yeah. Um, I just think like the guy's turn is going up the boards, and he's going and he goes to either to a up a off the boards, or he goes to check back. I'm going go to be honest, Dave. I, I I see what thing. I actually see what I think. The puck sort of gets caught up. A wee bit, and he sort of does hesitate, yeah, as if he is going to turn back, but the, without making that movement to turn right there. The, the problem that I see with it is that you know Blake Thompson shouldn't be making that hit bottom line. So there's the it, it, there's the absolute. He's point. got to stick up. He's got to stick up against the wall. If you're if you're going to do that, you need to get your stick down. You need to angle the guy into the wall. You've got support from I can't see what number that is. I mean, Seth, I think that's Tolberg, number 70. So if he decides to turn around and come back down the wall again, Tolberg's stepping in to stop, you know, coming back. I, I just think it's a really bad hit. I really do. We've, I think it's... We've talked about this for a year, Sam. The necessity of that hit isn't there. He doesn't need to make that hit to make the play. No, he's good point. He really doesn't. There's a good point from Kevin Madden asking, do you think if the player is injured on the play, the punishment would be worse? Should it be? They've okay. taken, they've taken, um, you know, intent to injure and injury out of the rule book to an extent. Um, should it be? I don't think so because there's so many factors in what causes an injury. Yeah, you know, it's just, I, I don't think so, but I can understand the question and agree with it to an extent. It's just very difficult to say. That should be the case. What do you do? Yeah, if I, he... just, I just think it's a bad hit, and it's it's sort of. Do you know what? There's guys are going to get suspended for less than that this year, and that's I that's the challenge. It's the it's nah, it's, it's, it's I'm going to try and... It's the numbers, like you know what I mean. He's hit him in the back in the numbers. He put him straight into the boards like that. What are you looking for, Debbie? You looking for the the I'm turn? Just looking for the 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 kind of point of no return at at which he decides that where's the. I'll try and play this. We don't want to bore people, especially ones listening on a podcast without the, the video. Um, but if we can just wait that this comes back here one more time on the on the on the on the next replay, then we're zoomed in one. Just think at that point he make at the point he makes the decision to go and make the check, the, it's it's more side on, and it is a very, very at this point, just about there, he's decided at that point, I'm gonna make this hit, and to me those numbers are there at that stage. You know, he, he has to You're be allowed that, right. Simon. He has to be allowed a lot. The, the other thing about it is... For he's walking, pushing off, though, Davey. Sorry, just to say, you can see he's pushing off at that point. So you can say foot. he has to be allowed, but, but the momentum's there. Yeah, he's made if, the decision he, at that point to make the hit. While it's still, Watling still looks like he's going up the board. At this stage, Watling then puts the brakes on with the left leg and does retort... retort or, does recoil back that direction towards the net and makes it a much more bang on. But like it, it makes it worse. It makes it worse looking because Watling cannot protect himself. He's got both hands on the stick. The first thing to hit the wall is his head, his face. 
Um, and so, that dash report, again, I don't know if he's hurt, if he needs stitch or anything in that, because if you watch the play, I don't know if you can press play, and you watch the play develop, I mean, it, it, his face plants right into the glass. His hand does sort of come up, but that's just natural, as if you're going to try. I think the first thing they have to wall is his face, and that's not good. Was there one like quite like Adam Belfast a couple of weeks ago? Was it Ben Lake got put into the boards and didn't really get his hands and just down around against you, Glasgow, David? Yeah, it was against yeah. Glasgow as well. Yeah, but again, Summer kind of thing. And what responsibility has Watling in that? You know, we talk about the responsibility of the per- person making the hit, and sometimes the responsibility of players to put themselves in a put not to put themselves in a vulnerable position either. Is there any responsibility really sca- in Watling at all? In that position, no, I think it's all Thompson. No? Watling's he's a really skilled player, and you literally just see, you know, he's he is he's 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 got it in his head, he's going to turn back to the right instead of going up the wall to the left. Yeah. And he's basically just trying to get the advantage on Blake Thompson. I, I just think it's a really bad hit. And it, look, we're definitely not Sheffield Steelers fans, um, but I think Coventry are very, very lucky not to come out and let's suspend it. Yep, no suspension for Blake Thompson. Uh, just a fine. No idea what that fine is. We never will. But we'll see. Uh, it's the only thing from Dops thus far. Um, in other news, I'll see if I can bring up uh, what, I have, what I had prepared. It's that one. A bit of a surprise from the Manchester Storm. Um, the signing of the former Bruin Winnipeg Jet and a, a bit of time in Switzerland uh, in Joe Morrow coming in, just being announced yesterday, coming in defence for the Manchester Storm. And you can see a man who has a wealth of experience in the show. Um, his career has sort of taken him into Europe and now he finds himself in Aldrium. Were you surprised, Simon? Um, no, not really, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of players around there looking jobs. And, um, and he, you know what? It might be a contact that Ginner knows or it might be a contact that Ran uh, Affinity knows or a player that within the room. And he just said, you know what? Yeah, I'm looking a bit of a, you're looking something different to come in and do um, and play, still play hockey. I think I've got something left in me. I mean, the guy's played in the show. I don't, I don't know what his numbers are. And uh, you don't you don't get the NHL if you're a bad player. So, uh, will he be a great addition to their lineup? Yeah, I'd say he probably will do. Do you think I'm going to, at least going to look forward to playing in Manchester? No, I really don't. Um, but it's uh, look, it, it, it's Manchester. I don't really care what they do or what they get on with. You know, we, we'll basically concentrate on our team and let them concentrate on theirs. I, I still prefer our lineup to theirs. The the thing is, Davy, you sign a player like this, it can be a game changer. Like in regards to regards to Manchester Storm, it's it probably with all due respect to them, it's not going to bring them into sort of title battles, but it could be the difference between the playoffs and no playoffs. Yeah, let's be careful what we say here. Coach Finnerty will be watching. Hi, hi, Coach. Um, the um, Aaron Carnahan said about ten or twelve years ago in this podcast, there's a reason why players are here. And it could be as straightforward as he could be getting a good school deal. Um, he could be mates with Ginner. He could be mates, as Simon has said, with somebody in the room. There's a reason why he's in Manchester. But he's in Manchester and he's here to play hockey. And, you know, he comes with a good resume. He comes with a strong CV. He'll take a lot of handling. And, as you said, you know, I don't know why. Maybe they didn't give him a picture of the, the Manchester Arena before he turned. Maybe they gave him a picture of the GMAX. said, this is the Manchester Arena, but... Whenever he turned up the silver players, it was slightly different. But um, look, good luck to him. But don't, uh, you know, it is what it is. 
I heard Matt Ginn say in an interview. I heard Matt Ginn say in an interview that um, he he overplays how bad the rink is, so that when the guys do turn up, it's like actually it's not as bad as you said. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good way to. I like. I like. I like Ginner. Really good guy. Good radio. Good radio. I remember commentating on a Challenge Cup game in Manchester. I think with you says on the radio for downtown or something. And we couldn't even see through the plexiglass. It was that cold. You know, it's like yeah, it was cold that that, night. All right, like yeah. Was it was that the game? Is that the game where I turned up early to find uh, televisions near the coach Russell with with a with a a cloth trying to wipe down the plexi because it was just all steamed up. Yeah, it's a Jackie Jackie Moon at work. Yeah, um. Couple other bits of news. What I'll do is I'll play the uh, the AHL goals of the week for people watching on YouTube, where they can see that while we're talking about it. Um, the Storm themselves took a convincing win in Nottingham. Uh, they raced into a three 0 lead at the NIC uh, in the league, having lost their cup game back in Aldrium against the same team the night before. But to take that win uh, for 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 Nottingham, sorry for. The storm to go into Nottingham and take that win 3-2 was a, a real boost for them as they start their league campaign. Uh, we said the Sheffield script an OT victory over the Blaze, and the Blaze went on to take a convincing thumping of, uh, of, of Cardiff at home the following night. And um, as mentioned in our chat with Jason uh, Morgan, the clan had a bit of a thump in Kirkcaldy in the Cup, having beaten Kirkcaldy the night before. At home, um, a bit of a back and forth action packed start to the season, Davy. Yep, <laughs> and you know what? As I started asking that question, I thought to myself, Says won't be bothered by this question, but Davy will give me something. He did, he said, uh, Yes, yeah, well, I can talk, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I wasn't, I was watching the goals to be quite honest. With you, <laughs> I, I wasn't really listening, I was watching Daniel Tedesco just hitting the brakes. I was thinking, Pop Gun hit the brakes, he'll fly right by, and he did. He hit the brakes, and there's Dryden Diagos just skidding on by, and he just holds it up and, and throws it past cars. Really nice goal. Was it? I think it was a night left pass from Aaron Nazarian, sets him, sets him free there, but yeah. Did you see the did you see the hit um and the, the hit on that game there, the Manchester Nottingham game? I think a guy's called Ulet. Yes. Um he Ulet, nailed yeah. he nailed uh, Joshua Tetlow and then mm-hmm. um they had a bit of a scrap afterwards as well. Um he's gonna be a handful this year. I'm, I'm actually, do you know what? I might even keep a wee eye on that Manchester Fife game this weekend. Uh sorry, we- Manchester Glasgow game this weekend. There's that Watling goal. Are we um, are we seeing already a much more physical league this year? And we're only in the first week. Yeah, I think so. Mm. And do you know what? Yeah. One thing the officials seem to letting letting things go. I don't know if it's going to last, but um, you know, I don't know if they've had an instruction to let guys play. Um, again, the girl was going to get calls that you don't agree with. Agree with for your against your team or. I mean, I, anytime there's a, a call when I'm commentating, I always try and give my honest opinion whether it's a call or not. And I did it on Friday night against Dundee. I think there was two occasions I didn't think were penalties against Dundee. But um, look, hopefully, again, that the, the continues on the way it's going and that the, the guys decide on the ice. But you, again, just reverting back a little bit to the bit there with a the hit on um, Watling. It's things like that we are trying to eliminate from the game. Um, and I just don't think you're going to eliminate it if you give a fine. I, I, that's probably easiest way. I don't look. I don't <coughs> want to get into a shouting match with Dops because um, of of the you know it's just not the right thing to do. But 
I just that, I that's just what feel says. That's yeah, it's, it's probably going to happen down the line. I know, but it's the first weekend of the season, so I'm, I'm trying to take it easy. <laughs> plus, you talk about Ryan Finnerty watching. I know Luke Fisher's watching. Hi, Luke. <laughs> I mean, day by day, they all come on our podcast. You know what I mean? The best podcast in the country. So, you know, with a Glasgow on the day, it's that's look, it is what it is. I must, uh, I must get that thing you sent was the Kiefer, the little sting the Kiefer. I said I'll put that into the podcast. I'll put it on on Twitter, right? Um, Jen. Gents, two games this weekend, as we said, Clan against the Giants over in uh, Brayhead at 7.30 on Friday. You get that on Clan TV. And then we travel straight across the Kingdom of Fife to take on the Flowers in Kirkcaldy. Um, and that's on uh, Flowers TV with Lauren Bean. And that's 7.15 on Saturday. Um, these cup games, Davey, your favourite part of the show. These uh, these, these cup games, um, you know, it, there's a... There's, I've heard debates about the Giants' place in this group and how, you know, we have a group that should be easier, but it's all chasing that top seed. So going into these two games against Clan and Fife, it all matters. Absolutely. And we've we've been fortunate enough in the last couple of years to go on and win the cup and, you know, hosting the final. As it, we went for a number of years. We had to go to we went to Cardiff was two years, three years in a row, through the snow and through the rain and we made that trip and we made that trip in the numbers that could make it there and we were fortunate enough to, to come away once with a win or was it twice with a win? Twice with a win? Twice, one twice. We beat Cardiff and we beat Guildford and then we've came back to Belfast and we've beat Cardiff and Fife in the final last year. Really important, that, that hosting that final is massive and it all starts in the first two weeks because if you lose these games, you're not hosting it because somebody else in one of those other groups will go either undefeated or get 90% or whatever. So it's so important. These games are crucial. Those, you spoke to Mark Cooper a couple of weeks ago, wants to win this cup, wants to be the captain of that trophy. And it all starts now. And he'll be telling those guys that have came in now how important these games are this weekend. Can't take nights off. Can't take nights off. There's no dead rubbers anymore in this in this league. Cannot take nights off. And so as TV's Neil Coach you know, best foot, forward foot and throw, blah, blah, blah. All the says it's got to be done. Um, Kohei talked about it, Johnny Curran talked about it, about the speed and pace and intensity that these guys train at because when they put a leg over the board to go on the ice, that's what Adam Keefe's expecting for them every single shift. Go out there for your 40, 30, 40 seconds and just empty the tank, get back on the bench and recharge your batteries and you'll be going again. So, you know, get them. they're getting themselves fit. This week of practice is absolutely crucial. Johnny's talking about it earlier there. He's expecting more of the same. Nearly blew a heart monitor up yesterday, or today. He's expecting more of the same tomorrow. I'd love to hear that. Yep. So we, we talked to Jason Morgan earlier, but quickly on Fife, a bit of a new era there as well, with Tom Coolen taking over from uh, from Doot. Uh, Coolen, of course, we know from Continental Cup days, um, but he has seems to have brought a bit of uh, a breath of fresh air to that organisation. I mean, Todd's are a long, long time, 20-odd years between coach and player. It's a uh, you know, different voice. It's a different way of, of maybe coaching, different um, systems, what have you. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't even looked at the five roster. Mate. I don't know how many new players they've had in. I, I, I don't really do that until we play them at home for you know, a week or 10 days in advance. Um, but, you know, a couple of weeks away. He, he's a good coach. You know, he's been around a long, long time and and um, I mean, he's always had a really good team in Katowice a couple of years ago. Well, five years ago, four years ago, whatever it was for that five years ago. Four years um, in 2019. But uh, 
you know, he he's uh he, he'll 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 have these guys ready to go and and don't forget, I mean, we play Friday night and then we play them Saturday night and they've got a rest, the extra, you know, the extra day throughout the um because there's I think we're the only show, only game, sorry, on Friday night against Glasgow. I think there's any other games. So um, you know, they've got an extra day's rest and that can play a factor on there at home. So it's uh, no shoveling, they'll be ready to go. The games clan against Giants in Brayhead join Craig or Aaron. So the our old friend Murph was commenting the other day. Joe Craig on Clan TV, seven thirty Friday. Or if you're not heading over to Brayhead Arena, and the Flyers against the Giants Saturday at seven fifteen over in Fife. Enjoying Flyers TV with Laura and being there. Any other business, boys? I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. That's oh, a simple one. Nice one. Who was the did you, Davey? It was uh who did Daryl Lloyd fight? Um, off the top of my head, Paddy. Yes. That was Dundee. Jeff Hutchins. It was Dundee. Jeff Jeff Hutchins, is that who it was? That's good. If you can somebody go away and check that. We will check that so we can back this on Twitter. <laughs> Big thanks to Johnny Curran, Kohei Sato, uh, Jason Morgan, Adam Keith, Quinn Preston, and of course, happy birthday to Laura Small. Um Big thanks to you, Sis, for the interviews and to yourself. Anything to say yeah. about that? That's absolutely disgusted by that, Jeff Bomb. That's an, a big no for me. Cut him off. Cut him off. Behave yourself. USA Ryder Cup Roma. Listen, I'm a huge Ryder Cup fan. I'm looking forward to this weekend massively. And, Team UK. Um, go That's Europe. Team UK. Go Europe. Oh, I'll be Europe. sitting in Mallorca watching it. Are you off? I go to Mallorca on Friday, yeah, Friday morning. <sighs> Taking the taking the four away games for the Belfast Giants and says is it's been a long summer. Remember what your uncle Baz Lerman said? Wear sunscreen. <laughs> I've pasty white skin, mate. Have to <laughs> have a good time, mate. Enjoy the sunshine. I'm gonna say that we I'm gonna see if I can get Marty to come and join us next week. Oh, that'd be good. If you I know that'll be good. that'll be used two favourites, you know. We totally absolutely. That'd be yes. Um, they say Clanfee Giants, Friday, 7.30. Flash with Giants, Saturday, 7.15. Big thanks, gents. Thanks for cutting the video, Davey. Thanks for getting the interview, Sis. Big thanks to everybody who joined us. At AVFTV on Twitter. Uh, you can get us on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, kingdomthegiants.com, all the usual sort of spots. And um, gents, good to see you. Enjoy your holiday, Sis. Uh, and wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hobby. And we'll catch you here next time on A View From The Bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.